0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Auburn House of Sports Podcast. been a minute since our last episode, it's been a busy couple weeks, but we're back today, hopefully going to get on a more constant schedule weekly, um, bringing episodes maybe closer towards the middle of the week now that basketball season is going to be starting up. Um, today we have a special guest, Pierce Dixon, um, and so we're going to be talking a little bit of football today, a lot going on there. Basketball season starts next Monday, they did have the exhibition game tonight. Um, maybe talk a little bit about that. Um, and then you've obviously got the World Series going on right now. So to start off with football, Brian Harsin was fired on Monday after what was just really terrible season so far, other than maybe a couple bright spots here and there. But for the most part, it's been a really rough season. Lost to Arkansas, what was it, 41-27 or something like that. Just not a great game. Just, just kind of terrible performances all around. A lot of what I believe has to do with coaching, and I think, I think a lot of people would agree. But the um, but Cadillac Williams was, was named in the interim, and I think a lot of people are excited about that. Obviously, one of Auburn's best running backs ever uh, in the two thousand four two thousand five season uh, had a great NFL career. Um, and he's the interim. The, there's been a kind of a little bit of a shifting around in the coaching staff, just because you had a lot of Brian Harson's guys get fired with him. So it's kind of a lot of shifting. But for the most part, um, probably, you know, I wouldn't expect a crazy change in what you see on the field. But like, I definitely think the fans are more excited. The players are probably more excited, at least for the most part. Um, and we'll just kind of see what he can do.
1: Uh, yeah, um, it's definitely a weird time, but it's expected. Um, I think you'll – I think it was better to go ahead and get this done now, especially with the hire of Cohen, the new AD, um, so that the search can begin before the season ends because now we have a little bit of a head start uh, going into next year. And, um, you know, I mean, I don't think we're going to expect anything better on the field. But who knows? Who knows? And I'm I'm very interested in seeing just how Cadillac runs a team by himself uh, as the head coach. Um, You know, he's an Auburn legend. Uh, You know he's a guy who cares about this program. Um, I mean, if he were to somehow succeed, maybe they'd look at him coaching, who knows all options on the table. But um, no matter what, whoever's the next coach better keep him, or I hope he decides to stay because he is a vital piece to our team, um, head coach or not. Yeah. Um, Pierce, do you have anything about yeah, that? Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I think we should just look it back at the Brian Harson era of Auburn. Um, just started out, like, last year. Ended up six and seven. I think a lot of people gave him the benefit of the Dow, myself included, with Bo Nix getting hurt in the Mississippi State game. Um, if he's healthy, maybe you, you get a win against South Carolina and Alabama uh, with the way that game went. and Probably, you know, maybe win a bowl game. Uh, end up with a better record. And so, there was – there were – there was, a, there was a promise after like after the Ole Miss game last year, also beat LSU in Arkansas. So I think a lot of people gave him the benefit of the doubt. And then, um, you know, we had the whole thing back in February. Um, there were some concerns about, like, Derek Mason leaving, Austin Davis, the offensive coordinator, for like a month uh, back in January left. And so I think there was some concern after that. And then he survived the February thing. And, and the offseason seemed to really – say all the right things preached execution um, preached fundamentals all things that like you want to hear a coach say and you would you know there are a lot of quotes from the the players on the team that were very enthusiastic about this coaching staff and very enthusiastic enthusiastic about this team and honestly like there's just nothing to show for once the season started Um, you know I think we all kind of realized where this season was going after the Penn State game, and things never really got better after that. Um, and I think that this uh, this decision by Auburn to fire Brian Harson was a necessary decision. Uh, I think it was needed. I'm glad it happened when it did. Um, I, it really does seem like the team is re- seems to be re-energized with Cadillac being the interim. It seems like there's more excitement around how the season might play out. And I think I do think that these next few games are kind of – critical um, for the Auburn program this weekend against Mississippi State, and then especially next weekend against Texas A&M at home. Um, These are a couple of games here to really show that, you know, our program's headed in the right direction, um, show that our players still, you know, care about Auburn, still love Auburn, um, and hopefully, like, can entice some of them to stay here and not enter the transfer portal. Seen guys like Landon King um, already say they're going to transfer, um, but hopefully
1: we'll be able to bring some of just some of those guys back. Yeah, for sure. Um, just like you said, though, Pierce about you know Harson was a guy. Also, if you've listened to this podcast uh, this season, you know the first episode we were me and Robert were very highly optimistic about the season and uh, about Harson. Um, he, like you said, Pierce, he said all the right things. He he was really good with words and just made you really believe in him. But my goodness, the outcome was not, not the same. Um, but yeah, it was the right time to get it done, to get him out of here. But uh, then all hope is not lost, though, this season. Hopefully we can, who knows, maybe do some damage and start real Saturday. And then, like you said, AM. I think making it a night game changes everything for Auburn. Um, mm-hmm. Energy is going to be electric especially
2: if we have a good showing this weekend. Yeah. I, think, I think it has to be a chance to be one of the best atmospheres of the season, which is pretty crazy given the circumstances yeah. of yep. <laughs> how everything's gone. And I think, you know, hopefully by, like, by showing – by fans showing up and showing out to this game next weekend and being really loud and making it a great atmosphere, which, uh, it would show some of these potential coaches um, that Auburn is a great place to come. And regardless of how the team's doing, there's always going to be the support there of the fan base, and that is – it is a really great culture, and we don't – we're not um, – we don't just come when we're good, you know, so. Right.
0: Yeah, I think what you kind of saw, um, especially with Brian Horson, is like you realize he was a good talker. He did a great – I mean, like we were saying, great job of saying all the right things, but I think he didn't exactly do the best job maybe of coaching that. Like, yeah, he was telling the media, like, oh, it's going to be a physical and disciplined team – they're going to do the X, Y, and Z right. And very quickly on the field during the season saw that that was, I mean, just not the case at all. I mean, tackling has just been abysmal all season. I mean, just tackling, terrible. Tackling
2: and blocking, which are the tackling two, and like, the most physical, and fundamental,
0: like the most <laughs> fundamental parts yeah. of football. And just couldn't do that right at all. And it's like, it just didn't make any sense. Um And now it's like I think they were trying to – I think it was a good move to get it done now because you kind of – I think you salvage recruiting in a sense. I mean, I've already seen a couple guys – or maybe at least one guy decommit. Obviously, you've got some guys transferring. But I think now, you know, if Auburn can make some noise um, in this last little bit run of the season, I think that might help uh, recruiting – It'll help out whoever the next coach is. And I think – I talking about this with somebody uh, this weekend about the money that Auburn was losing. I mean, you – like, even the first four or five games of the season when Auburn fans kind of realized, like, okay, maybe this isn't going to be the best team. Like, Jordan Hare was still – Jordan Hare was still packed. I mean, for the Penn State game, the – I mean, the first two games, obviously. LSU, the LSU game was, was packed. 11. I mean, just – I mean, and, and Auburn wasn't – you know, lighting it up on the field, but it was still packed and I think you could see it at the Arkansas game, kind of the life leaving the stadium. Like yeah. it it wasn't full the way it usually is. Fans le- left pretty early. The student section wasn't nearly the way it has been. And it it costs Auburn a lot of money. It loses Auburn a lot. Just the city, the university, the athletics program in you know, tickets, merchandise, like, all the fans coming in, traveling in, and hotels, and just, like, the, the stores and retail. Like, it costs Auburn a lot of money when you don't have, you know, 80 or so thousand, hundreds, uh, several hundred thousand people coming to Auburn to, you know, tailgate and all that. It costs money. It lo- They're losing money. Yeah. And so, I think at this point, it, you know, hopefully it'll help. And bring. I think everybody's now kind of back and excited. I mean, obviously, you know, we'll see how it turns out, but I think the excitement and the life is kind of back in the fan base because I think everybody was kind of tired of Brian Harsin at this point. Um, And I think now that you've got somebody who, you know, Auburn fans, you know, younger Auburn fans know Cadillac, but especially the older ones who grew up watching him and, like, just all of that, like – it just – it brings a lot of excitement to have somebody. And he's the first black head coach in Auburn history, yeah, which is which that. is wild. And I, I know I saw him get asked about that. He just was – he was kind of just dumbfounded that that, that was – I mean, he said he got goosebumps just thinking about it. And it's crazy. And I think there's just a lot – there's just a lot going for him. I think everybody's excited. He's excited. Players are excited. And I just think that right now is the time where if Auburn needs – if Auburn's going to flip kind of the way things were going, it's it's now. And I think yeah. they're on a pretty good track to do that. Um, so, I think – I guess
1: that's probably it for football. We'll, we'll see. What about uh, – we could talk about who we think might be – Oh, yeah, we can talk
0: about potential, potential head coaches. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I know – the main three, I guess, would be Lane Kiffin, Dion and Hugh Freeze. Probably the big three that have been yeah. the most named. So
2: Marce- Brandon Marcello reported that Lane Kiffin was gonna be the first call. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean I I, I think first off, like it is very funny to see all these like old Miss Fan on Ole Miss fans on Twitter saying that Lane Kiffin wouldn't leave Ole Miss to come to Auburn because Auburn is just a significantly better job than Ole Miss. Like, we have more if, if Ole Miss had the season that we're having right now, there would probably be ten people in that stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, and going going to Oxford a couple of weeks ago for the Auburn-Ole Miss game kind of made me realize that, like, we've just got a better atmosphere um, and a better program in general. We have the facilities the, – the new football facility that's being built. Is going to be a huge draw. Um, mm-hmm. We've got way more money. We've got way more NIL money. The On to Victory Collective has got like 11, 12 million dollars right now, just waiting to go out to whoever. Um, that's going to be a big. Uh, that's going to be a big draw for a head coach. I personally don't necessarily think I, that Lane Kiffin is going to be a great cultural fit at Auburn. Um, just, I think some of the stuff he does, like and some of the. I mean, you saw like kind of what he said to that Texas A&M player uh, this weekend. He's kind of a goofball. Yeah, I I'm not sure that that would really fit in with Auburn's culture. Um, I do think he would bring a lot from the recruiting aspect, and he is a proven winner in the SEC. But culturally, I just don't know that it would work. Um, Dion, I I personally like think Dion could really work as as long as he puts the staff together, mm-hmm. um, and I think you know he understands that like. The X's and O's aren't necessarily his role. He's got like he's got Mike Zimmer, who was the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings last year. He's he's an analyst at Jackson State. So I mean, if he if he if he, if he had those like resources uh, here at Auburn, then the sky's the limit for the staff that he could put in. Yeah, sky's the limit for the staff he could put together, and obviously recruiting would be uh, off the just charts. It'd be off the charts. Yeah. So we'll see.
0: I hope it's one of the – and I hope it's Dion personally. Um, it would just it, – again, it would be one of those exciting – like kind of the way that Cadillac getting named the interim was super exciting. Dion would just yeah. bring a whole nother level of excitement to the program national, nationally yeah. especially. Yeah. It would just be – I think it would be great. Again, I my – not my hesitancy, but like it's just going to be interesting to see his adjustment from coaching – at an HBCU to coaching at a Power 5 SEC program such as Auburn. I think he could do it. Again, it'd be, it'd be all, you know, come down to if he could put the staff together, which I don't think would be I mean, that would much be, of a problem. Yeah. I mean, he's got all the coaching connections in the world being, being, being Deion Sanders. I don't think that'd be a problem. And getting the players in there wouldn't be a problem. So it would really just come down to, you know, can he coach? And I think – I don't think that's really much of a question.
1: Yeah, there's. I mean, regardless who we get, I feel like it'll be a, at least two game better outcome than Harson was, um, or two more win season, whatever you would call it. Um, Lane and Dion obviously at the top there. Dion, he doesn't even have to be a good coach, but like I said, he can acquire the best assistant coaching staff there is because people are going to want to pl- be with Dion. Um, and even if not the best coaching staff, we're gonna have better recruits, which is something we don't have. Uh, so that that's a plus. Uh, Kiffin, I I think, I mean, I definitely think we could take him from all Miss. I don't think, I don't think we will. I don't know. Um, some other names I've been th- thinking about though, or I really don't want that role here. <laughs> I'm a uh, Panthers fan and. Matt Rule has a very bad problem to me, uh, blaming the players and not his own mistakes. Mm-hmm. So I feel like here that would not fly. Uh, and there's also I feel like some coaches under the radar that could be on the chart too. Like you know, Coastal Carolina is a program that's been on the up and coming for the past few years. Um, uh, Jamie Jamie Chadwell is there, uh, but you know he just small programs like that. Could have some people that could come, but uh, I personally I do think Dion would be the best choice just right now. Uh, someone was trying to tell me Urban Meyer would come here, but no, <laughs> no <there's that laughs> we don't need <laughs> Urban Meyer at all. Uh, Somebody mentioned Luke Fickle, which I don't think. I think Luke Fickle could have.
2: I mean, last year you had the LSU job open, the USC job open, the Oklahoma yeah. job open, the Florida job open. And he Luke Fickle could have gotten any of those jobs, and would have taken those those are probably all better jobs than Auburn yeah like if we're just being honest so um, thankfully like I think the timing of all this is good because Auburn is probably not. I mean I think Auburn is definitely the best available job right now and just like I don't really know that anybody else at a better program is going to get have a coaching change so um, I do think that that the timing of all that comes to Auburn's um, benefit so we'll see. I mean, this is going to be an interesting few weeks. I don't know that you're going to see anything announced before the end of the season, yeah. um, especially if it's like a current college coach, uh, like a lot of these guys we've been talking about. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be interesting. We're going to see a lot of reports. There's going to be you know every day is going to be something new. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be fun. It'll be stressful, uh, but I think hopefully in the end it all. Work.
0: Best we can do right now is show up and show yes, out, that is true. keep 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 the buzz going, showing that Auburn fans still care. Because I know there was probably not the best look at the Arkansas game for what recruits were there, um, but I don't think that'll be much of a problem right now. Um, so Auburn goes to Mississippi State on Saturday. I believe it's a six thirty game. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be interesting. Mississippi State honestly has had a pretty solid season for the most part. Um, not anything crazy, but also not super I mean, they're
1: what are they like six and three? I don't know the exact one but six and three to
2: Kentucky, Alabama, yeah, and L S U.
0: Yeah, Will Rogers
2: is one of the best they're five and three.
0: (laughs) So they're five and three. Yeah, Will Rogers is, is incredible. Um, I mean obviously with the air right offense.
2: I think the key to this game is gonna be pass protection. Yeah. Um, we've Auburn's cornerbacks have, have shown that they can they can make plays. Like DJ James I think is He's maybe awesome. the best player yeah. on the team. Like one of the best players on the team. Not probably not the best player, but one of the best players on the team. And um I think our corners have been good. Uh, it's just up to the defensive line to yeah really get that pressure on the quarterback and don't allow too much time for receivers to get open, too mm-hmm. much time for Will Rodgers to make a play. I like the um, linebackers
1: that have a game, too. Do
2: what yeah, the linebackers? Oh, yeah. Our linebackers have been pretty bad this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, Owen Papo is
0: just not the same guy he was. Um, he got announced as a Buckus yeah. finalist, yeah, which sure. was a little surprising to me. I think that was more of a – Maybe a, a legacy a, pick. Yeah, but, popular yeah. popularity contest. Um, no hate on him, but, like, it's just – just it just hasn't the been field.
2: there from the linebackers this year, uh, yeah. so we're gonna need to get some pass rush against that against that high passing volume offense. Um, I think that's really gonna be kind of the mm-hmm. determining factor of whether or not Auburn has a chance. So I think offensively, offensively, Robbie's put together some numbers in a few games yeah. that like are pretty good, but a lot of times.
1: He's just got to find he it just, early. He just
2: doesn't – yeah, he's got to find it early. And he, a lot of times he just kind of panics and makes the wrong play, um, and, which is somewhat understandable given the circumstances with the offensive line. Uh, I think we're going to run, especially with Cadillac now, like we're probably going to run the ball right to death, ball which is not a bad thing, especially <coughs> if we can get all of our running backs involved, um, which we – which are you – know, running backs on this team are, are pretty good. It's a strength of the, of the, of the team. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So, we'll see. I mean, I – I think there's a chance um, if if some of those things happen, and I do think that the team is going to be very re-energized um, with just with Cadillac. Like, it seems like there's some new life in there. Um, and I've heard I saw a report like Tuesday's practice was like one of the best they've had, or, like the best they've had all year. All these players are much more enthusiastic about the team um, with the coaching change. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Man.
0: I mean, I'd be interested to see like some two running back looks with, Taysom yeah. Hill or something. I think that'd be pretty interesting to see. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't really know how creative Cadillac's going to get. He might just stick to really. some, stick to some basic stuff and mm-hmm. just pound it. But be yeah. interested to see if he can mix some stuff Eric,
2: up. Eric Keseau, who's the offensive coordinator, who was the offensive coordinator, is now gone too. So
0: yeah, um, it's like Will Friend and somebody. Yeah, Ike Hilliard. I think. Ike Hilliard, the, yep
1: coaches. So who
2: knows? I don't know if they'll, they probably won't totally install a new okay. offense in five days or whatever, but we might see a few different things that we haven't seen this year. Yeah.
0: So. yeah. so that's, that's a, that's pretty, a lot going on with football right now. I was kind of, I guess, getting close to the end of the season, not quite there. So four games left. Uh, but the basketball team did play an exhibition game against UAH, University of Alabama, Huntsville, and from what I'm hearing, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't perfect, but, you know, so, I mean, obviously a lot to be excited about there.
1: Yeah. I mean, basically, you know, it started off slow. I mean, <laughs> not even ten seconds in the game. We had to call a timeout off the opening tip because uh, we almost had a violation behind the court or backcourt. But, um, you know, they UAH played pretty solid defense the whole game. Auburn just had a cold night. I mean, needless to say, they're – at their free throw percentage had to have been terrible. I don't know the exact numbers, but it was not where it needed to be. Um, a lot of – 67% for,
2: for free throw.
1: Yeah. Auburn's always struggled with that. You know, it was like the thing is, though, is that there were a lot of cool things I did see that I feel like – like my prediction for this year is that Auburn as a team itself will be better than it was last year. Because last year it seemed like we had to rely on Walker getting a double-double, and Jabari at least scoring 20 points a game for us to, like, know we were going to beat a team like Kentucky or Tennessee or somebody like that. But this year there's a lot of guys who can just contribute in their own way. Like, for instance, Johan Traore is, is special. I mean, he is – they said 6'10", and I, I think he's 7'0". Um, but this is a guy who's shooting outside of the arc. He can move like a guard. Um but you have got, like, Jani Broom, who is an elite rebounder. Uh, Dylan Cardwell, not as much tonight, but over season, Israel, you saw he looked like he had improved a lot. Yeah, he's, I um, think he's taken a giant leap yeah. forward this yeah. season.
0: I think definitely something to look at, especially – I mean, I know Jani Broom's probably going to be the main big guy, but I think, I think Dylan's – you're going to see a big – you're going to see a different Dylan. I mean, not different as in – I mean, he's still going to be – yeah height shirtless man but i think you're gonna see a lot of different and you're seeing him on court
1: man. for useful reasons for exactly sure. yeah
0: yeah i mean dylan dylan got the start tonight over
2: jenny broom mm-hmm. uh he dylan finished i'm looking at this, the box score right now dylan finished with 19 minutes jenny broom only had 10 minutes total on the court um i honestly thought dylan looked better than broom tonight which, no i did too. we'll see um if that's still gonna be the case moving forward um just some overall thoughts from the from the game. I thought that the off, the half court offense was stagnant at times. Um, it was just a lot of window dribbling around trying to make something happen, ultimately resulting in you know a last second shot on a shot clock or a turnover in some cases, um, or a bad shot, and that wasn't really encouraging to see because that was a, a big problem of Auburn last year. Um, Chris Moore got the nod over Allen to start tonight, but Allen finished with more minutes than Chris Moore. I thought Allen looked pretty good. Um, he made a few really good plays. Um, he had he was active defensively, um, had some nice moves to the basket. So
1: he had we'll a lot see. Of key passes
2: too. Yeah, yeah, he did. He's going to need to get going um, in order for Auburn to be. Competitive. Um, we're gonna need to see 2020 Allen Flanagan, yeah. not 2021 Allen Flanagan. Yeah, he was the one that I
0: think a lot of people were looking at to see, because obviously last year was was definitely not great in any sense. But I think he, if he, if he's playing well, then I think that that benefits Auburn huge, like big time. Um, I think just just him getting back into it is what what Auburn needs. 18 turnovers
2: tonight uh, from Auburn not really what you're looking for um, especially against a team like UAH which is just a division two opponent and Auburn should just have the nod um, so they're going to have to clean up turnovers get protect the ball a bit more um, just to go off of what I think it was it was saying I think Johan Trey War has a chance to be really special. He showed a lot of promise. Yeah. Um, he definitely showed some flaws and made some freshman mistakes but as the year progresses I think he has a chance to be one of Auburn's uh, key players. Um, so this is a special team. I think they're very deep uh, as, as is the case with most Auburn teams um, and it's just going to take time I think for a lot of these guys to get comfortable playing with each other um, and Thankfully, like Auburn's non-conference schedule was really pretty light, yeah. um, up until like this West Coast trip they're going on, playing USC and Washington. Who, like, neither of them are all that great either. So we're not really playing any tough competition in the non-conference, which we it would like. You can look at that one of two ways. You can look at that as, you know, we're gonna give ourselves time to really gel with each other by the time we play we get ready for SEC play, we're going to be in good shape. Or, you know, you'd also look at it from the fact that we might get shocked by the level of competition in SEC play. We'll see what happens. Um, I do think – I like the the, the West Coast trip, and I like that Bruce tries to get these guys playing in a couple of road environments, um, true road environments, before SEC play. Because, you know, like college basketball, road games are – you know, it doesn't matter how good your team is. You just throw that out the window when – you're on the road, yeah. um, so I think that that's a good, a good thing for Bruce to be doing, um, and taking those guys out there. So. I think we
0: play St. Louis too, who was a team that gave us trouble last year. Yeah, they've we played them good, here. Yeah, oh, they've, always been, they've, so they've yeah. always been a good, good competition. Mm-hmm. It feels like.
1: I will like to say something about tonight though is, I oh, yeah. I am super happy that Jalen Williams is still consistent. Yeah. He, he looked like the only one who had it all together tonight. Um, he had 16, I think. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, See, I think I think he's a guy who, even if he doesn't start, he's going to lead the second team. Yeah. And it's just neat. Like the,
2: he's going to play a lot of minutes.
1: Yeah, and once, like, Johan gets more experience and, I mean, Jani, he didn't look all that good tonight, but, like, Dylan and Israel, like, Jani looked really good. So, I think, I think once these guys just get more gelled in with each other and they start figuring out what unit works best for starting and what... Players work best for second, which they could all rotate in and out throughout the season. Um, I mean, it, it's going to be two really good lineups. Uh, I'd like to see Leor Berman uh, get back to kind of where he was at the beginning of the year last year. He played a lot more, and he was he honestly he contributed a good he contributed night. a ton in that St. Louis game too. Yeah, um, from yeah. what I remember. But uh, you know, him getting he's... injured last year and then just kind of not ever being able to get back to where he was is it was, it was kind of unfortunate. So I'd like to see him get back into it, but very excited about where this team can be. Um, and I, I think I think they'll take advantage of like what you said, Pierce, with the West Coast trip and uh, just the non-conference, not heavy schedule, but definitely, maybe not team-wise, but I feel like environment-wise it could be. Because don't we go to West Virginia too at some point? Yeah, that's in January. Though. That's uh, yeah. the SEC Big 12
2: challenge. But yeah. I, yes, I think that was a good point. I think we're going to see a lot of experiments uh, with the lineups mm-hmm. um, that Bruce puts out there, which will be kind of cool to see. And hopefully, by uh, SEC play, we can get get something a little more um, stable. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, they have the Cancun Challenge a couple weeks, several weeks into the season. They play Memphis and the Holiday yeah. Hoopsgiving in Atlanta which is they played Nebraska last yeah. year. I think that, that, that game will be interesting because Memphis with Penny Hardaway has a lot of talent. I don't think they're the best coach mm-hmm. team. I don't think Penny Hardaway's a great, like, on-court coach. But in terms of talent, that's probably the most talent that Auburn's going to see in the non-conference schedule. Maybe besides... I don't really. I don't really know about USC and Washington, but I think in terms of talent, the Memphis is probably going to be the most talented team that they see. I mean, maybe not the most well coached, but
2: yeah.
0: um, I just. I think it'll be a lot of experimenting, figuring out what works, what doesn't, um, which I think is good. I don't. I'm trying to think back to last year. Don't. I don't really. We didn't play the hardest to schedule. non-conference schedules last year, and I don't. Yeah, we had that. The, really didn't hurt us. We but, had the. Um,
2: um, Bahamas tournament last year. Yeah, that was some good teams, but,
0: and, I, and we were still trying to even figure out kind of, we were still figuring stuff out then at that time too. Yeah. But I mean, looking at the sec and basketball, like Arkansas, I think should be pretty, from what I saw, like, like Alabama. And I mean, I know you don't really read much of the exhibition games, but Alabama got like destroyed by TCU. I'm pretty sure. Um, Tennessee is actually, I think, looking pretty scary. They beat Gonzaga in their exhibition game. Yeah, I think Arkansas lost to somebody in their exhibition game or didn't look great. Um, you I don't, think You
1: never know until January. Yeah,
0: I mean, again, you don't read much into it, but um, I think Arkansas, Tennessee, Bama, Kentucky, um, Bama, Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky are probably going to be your – Your top team, I mean, along with Auburn, are probably going to be your top teams in the SEC. Um, Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, it's basketball. Like, you're not going to play perfect every night. Like, there's going to be a game or two that you're supposed to win that you don't, and then uh, maybe a couple that you're not supposed to win and you do. That's just how it is. And the SEC is getting harder and harder to play in every year. You saw it last year. It's just teams are starting to – there's just a lot of hype around SEC basketball, um, but I I, mean, yeah. I expect a really good season. Um, just hoping for the best. Um, I mean, Bruce is obviously going to do a good job. Don't think that's ever in question. So, yeah, the first their first games against George Mason on Monday at seven. A lot of Auburn's non-conference games are going to be on ESPN Plus and SEC Network Plus other than a few here and there. But I think Auburn Arena is going to be rocking. so – I mean, last year it was packed and the lines were long. I think this year it's going to be even crazier just because the hype that has been built up this off season and just from what happened last year, just all of that, I think it's just going to be a lot crazier. Um, uh, let's see, Auburn – I think Auburn baseball played an exhibition game. I mean, that's not even close to starting yet. Uh, I think the volleyball team is doing pretty well from what I saw. You know, that's just kind of what's going on around Auburn sports. World Series going on right now. Uh, it is Phillies leading the series two to one, but they're down five to zero in the bottom of the ninth. Probably not going to win this one. So series likely going to end up being two two going back to Houston.
1: No, no
0: it's three. It's yes, three games in Philly. So. Another one in Philly, and then that definitely they'll go to game six. No, game seven in. Game six and seven will be in Houston. Game six and yeah. seven will be in Houston. So, Gosh. Um, obviously, I don't think we talked since the Braves went, but the Braves did not do good against the Phillies at all. You know, a lot. It's just not. I mean, it makes me feel better that they're. Doing what they're doing now in the World Series, I think it, it it's similar to what happened to the Braves last year. They just got really hot at the right time, a lot of the right pieces, um, but you know it's just kind of stinks for the Braves that they couldn't with the season they had that they couldn't do more with it. Um, but I think NBA's kicked off. I don't really know. I haven't really looked much into that, but yeah, the
2: the Nets. Um we can just talk about the Nets for a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. it's a, a, it's a mess um, right now, and um, I lo- I'm a Celtics fan. I love seeing it. Um, <laughs> I am not thrilled that Ime Yudoka is likely going to coach there. Um, but, I mean, when you get Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons on the same team, like, there's just not a lot of good that could happen. And <laughs> yeah. K- K- KD is – for as good as KD is, he just hasn't really surrounded himself with the best um, – with the best people on the Nets, and, um, you know, there's – Steve Nash was pretty much in a lose-lose situation. I think if he was giving another, given another coaching opportunity, he could succeed. Um, but there was just no chance that that was going to work out um, with those guys. You know, he, with Harden, Harden, um, Harden, Herb Kyrie, and Durant, Played like eight games together or something. Or I don't know how many games exactly, but not not many. And um, you know, it's a big what if, but uh, just kind of what happens in the NBA. There's a lot of talk, a lot of off season drama, and not everything always plays out on the court
1: like you think it will. Yeah. So I think it's almost impossible to coach that many superstars yeah. on one team, no matter how good you are as a coach. Um, you know, it, it'll be interesting with Udoka going there. Uh, he's kind of going there because it's it's the only place he can go right now. Because see you know, that he'd be suspended for the whole season. Um, but yeah, NBA is looking looking exciting. It's a lot so of it's a lot of like flip almost because like the Lakers, the Nets, well they they the, like two. the top the,
0: the, the several teams that everybody expected to be really really good started the season like a combined two of eleven or like just terrible records, playing terrible like the Lakers like one of one in 5 the nets are 1 or oh you know, of 6 or something i mean just these teams that you would think would be these super teams that everybody was expecting to be really good or not really good yeah, um, yeah but i
2: think everybody saw the lakers thing coming honestly i um, think i think it, that was you, more you got, expected than they're, not. they're they're like second role players secondary players are just would not would not be, would not be but not get real minutes on a lot of other on most other teams in the league. Yeah, they put all their um, eggs in
0: one basket so and it did not work. The Russell
2: Westbrook trade continues to haunt them. Um, and just trade also like giving up, letting Caruso go, you know, a couple years ago. Anthony day to
0: day Davis. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, you got LeBron who's basically just playing by himself out there, yeah, with an occasional bucket from somebody else. Um, but not much going on, obviously, right now. It's just the start of the season.
1: You do have some exciting teams, though, that are kind of like... like, oh, yeah, Diamond Mitchell's, Mitchell's
0: balled out for the
1: Cavs. Yeah. Coming out of Cavs, nowhere, you have Portland right now at 5-1 and 2nd in the West. I know it's only been six games, but... And I believe Lillard's out for a while, sadly. But Anthony Simmons is... He's good. He's a... He's really good. Um, he's a guy yeah. who really underrated and has a chance just to lead on for years to come hopefully um, you never know how the season will lay out what's the Warriors record they're what are they Warriors are 3-5 and five right now uh, yes yeah, so they're, they're not just surprising they're not good. Um, but it's you know NBA will be the NBA and it'll be exciting by the time for sure and in the coming weeks to when Christmas comes but uh, yeah
0: I think that'll do it for today's episode unless anyone has anything else wanna talk about. But I think that's I think that's gonna wrap it up for today. Uh, thanks for listening. And hopefully we'll catch everybody next week. Um, trying to get back on the weekly schedule. Gonna try and have episodes, you know, Wednesday or Thursday, you know, it might be Friday occasionally, but trying to get back on the weekly schedule. But thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next week.